On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Kia. Let's ride together. What's up, everybody? This is Fred Smooth. This is Landon Collins. Hi, I'm Ryan Kerrigan. This is the Redskins Talk Podcast with J.P. Finley. What up, everybody? J.P. Finley, Redskins Talk Podcast. The new NFL League year is here, and the Redskins have been kind of quiet. This is the Redskins Talk Podcast. We are brought to you by the good folks at Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. I am J.P. Finley. Mitch Tischler and Pete Haley join me by the magic of Zoom. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing great. I wouldn't say – I say the Redskins have been dabbling. All right. Mitch is bullish already. (laughs) That won't go anywhere. Yeah, more quiet than dabbling. A lot of minor moves so far. So we're going to get to all the moves. I I like a lot of the moves. I like the Fuller move. I really like the Thomas Davis move. I like the Sean Davis move. We're going to talk about that stuff. But I want to talk bigger picture with Cam Newton. Cam Newton's the story now. Um, Carolina, there's there's something bad in the water down in Carolina because they did this with Greg Olson. They said, you know, we mutually agreed to part ways. And Greg Olson was like, oh, I'm not so sure about that. Now they're saying they've – granted Cam's request to work out a trade and Cam's like, I didn't ask for it. Don't try to change the narrative. So clearly, you know, new folks in Carolina are, are, are trying to get out of these veteran contracts in like a classy mode, but maybe they're not telling the truth and, and who knows? And that's not exactly up to us, but what we know is Cam Newton is available and on the trade block, all the Vegas websites, you guys are seeing it all over Twitter, just like we are. They all have put the Redskins as either the favorite or, or the number two most likely spot for Cam to land. I don't think it's going to happen, and I'm going to explain to you why. I, I think, first off, you got the Alex Smith contract, which is massive. It's $21 million on the books. Then you got Dwayne Haskins, who I believe the organization plans on moving forward with. And I think if it does, if Cam does get traded and doesn't sign a long-term deal, I'd wonder about Cam in 2021 if things don't go well with Haskins right now. I don't think it's happening. I think the Vegas odds are set high because people will bet on it. People are like, oh, Rob Rivera is in Washington. Of course they're going to get Cam, and they'll take, they'll put their money on that. So I think that's more Vegas being worried about the handle that would come in on the skins and, and trying to just get people's cash. I mean, there's no way the Bucks were the, were the betting favorite for Tom Brady to land. You know, They were plus 2,000 to start. Right, like – the betting favor, like, the Redskins were the betting favorite to be on Hard Knocks last year. Where did that get us? Like, I, I bet I wrote five stories about the Redskins being betting favorites for Hard Knocks. So that's where I'm at with the Cam Newton thing. Um, I, I want to 
dive deep into a couple things specifically as it relates to Cam, but I want to let you guys react and if you think it's going to happen. I thought it was wild just to see. Are uh, we filming this? Should I not be? You're okay. We're filming it, but you can you can have a sip or two while we're doing it. Um, <laughs> we'll put beer all over you see, when you drink. It was wild to see the Panthers post a thanks for being here, Cam, message on their social media while he's still a member of the team before he's even been traded. Like, and he commented about, on it. And right. It's to read his weird calligraphy, but, like, it's very obvious he doesn't agree with the sentiment. I just like to look at it because a lot of times the Redskins do things that are not that big of a deal, but it gets blown out of proportion because people like to LOL. The Redskins are, you know, a terrible franchise, this, that, and the other thing. Crazy stuff right. like this happens other places, and, and you know, the Panthers aren't getting nearly as hard of a time about it as I think the Redskins would be in, in that opposite situation. As far as Cam coming to D.C., I believe Ron wants to bring in competition for him, but bringing in competition and bringing in somebody who's going to be not happy sitting, uh, being a backup quarterback are two different things. And I think Cam wants to play and obviously still believes he can. And so to bring in Cam for competition and then let's say Dwayne beats him out, I don't think you're going to have a very uh, gruntled uh, backup quarterback in Cam if, if that's where it ends up being. So I think they're going to bring in some veteran to compete with them, but I don't think it's going to be somebody – I think it's going to be somebody who, if Dwayne ends up beating them out, is going to be, uh, you know, a good, a good soldier in that backup quarterback position. Don't necessarily believe it's going to happen either, but two things. One, I think it's crazy how – so many Redskins fans get personally offended when you bring up the idea of Cam Newton coming in and replacing Dwayne. I get that Dwayne looked really good at the end of the year. I get that Dwayne has progressed at Ohio State and in the NFL quickly, and it's tempting to see what he can become one day. But Ron's coming in and has no ties to Dwayne, and Dwayne played a couple of really nice games, but it's a couple games at the end of a lost season. It's not like it's a long track record for Ron to hold on to and be impressed by. So it's it's complicated with the money and Cam and Dwayne's personalities and all that. And I think the Redskins will ultimately move forward with Dwayne. But Ron doesn't know Dwayne. He spent nearly a decade with Cam. He had his best success with Cam. I don't think it's something you can just push away right away because I think there are enough connections and it wouldn't shock me if it happens in the end. That's a great point, Pete. I, people... The There's just so much Dwayne Haskins love, and I get it. It's hard to just get jerked around. Quarterback here, new quarterback. We just got a first rounder. You guys want to stick around with him, but Ron doesn't really have any connection to Dwayne, and if he wants to, he probably could move on rather quickly. The immediate defense mechanism that some fans have for Dwayne is, is bizarre, dude. It really is. The other thing that's interesting about this is with the NFL basically canceling much of the offseason, OTAs, minicamps, and stuff like that, Dwayne's not going to have a whole lot of time in that yep. in that new system. Well, and those that system that, inside and out. I I've been saying this for a while that with the early start to OTAs for the Redskins on April 6th was the plan. That gave Dwayne a chance to be in front of the team in front of Ron. And it gave Ron a chance to see Dwayne as a leader, as a quarterback, as, as all of these things. Because the NFL draft is April 23rd. So that, that's a couple weeks for Ron to be sure that Dwayne was his guy before the second overall pick was coming up, where, where I would contend that Tua is at least a remote possibility still. That changes that. So Ron's going to have to just kind of go on his word now. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to practice before the draft. It's hard to see that 
happening. It, I, I don't know. I, I mean, we don't know enough about the curve and whatever else, but I think that's an issue. I, I think I just, as long as Alex Smith's contract's on the books, I, I do see Dwayne as the starter because it's just a lot of cash. Uh, another thing that's been pretty interesting, Booger McFarlane, uh, ESPN Monday Night Football, pretty wired in across the NFL, says he could see Jameis Winston coming to D.C. to be a backup. I think if Jameis comes to D.C., it's not necessarily as a backup. It's to compete. Ron has talked about real competition at the quarterback spot. That I could see because I don't know. Jameis threw 30 interceptions. It doesn't look like he has a lot of a, much of a market right now. If he does, I don't think it's a high-priced market. And, and there's not that many spots still open. I don't know that Jameis is like a New England guy. I, I, I just – that's kind of an aside to me, but it, I'm going to tell gonna you what. About that. We know Jameis loves his crabs and get some of those <laughs> in Maryland. Nice. Uh, Good line. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of chatter about Jameis wanting to be the next Teddy Bridgewater, the guy who waits in the wings and maybe gets a little exposure. And if he wants to do that, then D.C. seems like a good place. So maybe – No way. If he wants to do that, he should stay in effing Tampa and, and wait in the wings for, and learn from Tom Brady. Yeah, but I don't know if Tampa wants him back. And, it, you know, he could come here instead of waiting and getting screwed into a worse spot, I think, trying to compete with Dwayne. And if you lose out, then you can be his backup. And who knows how he plays. I think it's a decent spot. But regardless, Ron has seen Dwayne in the building a couple times, and that's great and it's encouraging. And I still think it's the best the route building. to let Dwayne oh. grow. But right. Ron versus seeing Dwayne in the building a couple times or knowing Cam Newton for eight or nine years in Carolina, he has a lot more familiarity with Cam Newton. So you can't just – Dismiss it because you don't like the idea of someone taking Haskins' spot. I agree. Pete, if I say the name Wayne Grow, does that resonate with you at all? <laughs> no. The closest I know is Wayne Brady and John Wayne. What about and Al Grow? Al Grow for sure, yeah. <laughs> Al Gore, you dummies. No, the UVA football coach. Um, you dummy. Yeah, in your face. Yeah, who's, who's Wayne Grow? Mitch, you know Wayne Grow? I don't. Have you seen Heat? Yes. <laughs> He's like the guy that sells him out and he he's like he sells out De Niro's crew. Is that um, the character's name or the actor's name? Character's name. I have no idea yeah. what the actor's name. Got so it. Well, good reference. Yeah, well you said Dwayne Grow, and so it made me think about it. Sure, it makes a lot of sense. There is a scenario where I think Cam becomes more likely. Uh, I still don't see it happening, but I, I think there's gonna be a market for Cam. I think teams are gonna want him. But I don't know which team. I mean, Chicago got Foles. The Chargers claim they're going at it with Tyrod. You got New England left. You know, maybe – I think since he's just going to roll with Joe Burrow. Am I, like, forgetting teams that could use a quarterback? Maybe Denver's not all the way in on Drew Locke. I kind of think they are. There's just not – maybe Oakland wants to push David Carr. You know what I mean? Like, Well, they just got Mariota. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, San but Diego. Still... Sorry, the Chargers are saying they're good with Tyrod Taylor, but they're going to bring in somebody else. You know, just who's good. Said that. What's yeah, that? He just he just said just that. Said but that's fine. We're, we're brainstorming. We're, um, we're throwing things against the wall. If, if there really is no trade market for Cam, and the Panthers made it very, they've already signed Teddy Bridgewater, and they've already posted on their Instagram, "Thanks for everything, Cam." They've made it clear they're moving on, and he gets released. And the market, his market cap isn't like everything else in the in the stock world. He's getting less than he expected. Then I think things might look different. 
Like if you can get Cam on a sweetheart deal and you're Ron Rivera, then I think, Pete, to your point about all their experience together and all the wins and all the emotions. I mean, when either person, when Cam Newton or Ron Rivera talks about the other, it's clearly from a place of like deep reverence and understanding. And I mean, I mean, the way they talk about each other is how I talk about working with Mike Wargo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. like there's not a lot of people you talk about in that. That's such a good comp. It's how Mitch talks about gambling on women's tennis. There's just so much love there. <laughs> No, there's a lot of love there. Small conference basketball tournament. That's a true point. Um, but yeah, I, I just I think see. this is um, another thing that I'm wondering how Dwayne's going to handle this. We know he's on Twitter all the time. He reacts to things all the time, quote tweets things, posts videos in response to things. He's seeing this chatter, and I just hope he's able to rise above it. We saw Darius Geis endorse Dwayne saying he's my quarterback. He's going to take us to the promised land. But Dwayne has to be mentally tough enough and understand, look, it's a new coach. I need to impress him just because I'm a first rounder. He's not going to crown me starter, which he clearly has not done yet. There's also well, obviously Cam's health concerns. And, and yeah. this is one of the weirdest things in all of this Corona NFL life is that doctors are going to be able to see Cam Newton and give him a physical and make sure he's fine. I, I know that Charlie Casserly put out on Twitter that Cam is ready to go and looking forward to proving to teams that he's healthy. And, but like, Teams are going to want to see that. And the same thing goes for Trent Williams, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Um, players aren't allowed into facilities. Personnel is not allowed to go look at players. Like, that's going to be an awkward – I don't know how you cross that bridge. And the one team, the one person, and the one medical person, I would say, that knows Cam best is Ron Rivera and Ryan Vermillion. Like, I mean, yeah. they were his doc for a long time. Good point. Maybe that's a hindrance. I don't know because RV is Ron calls and was Cam's doctor or was Cam's, you know, chief trainer in Carolina. And these injuries lingered like hell. I, I don't know enough to speak to that, but like if health is a concern for Cam all over the league and Ron and RV are like, Hey, we know what that looked like. We know he, he should be fine. Maybe that's, I wouldn't call it Intel because they're not like gaining that somewhere, but that's just knowledge they've acquired that could be useful. Yeah, I'll ask I mean, this kind of right now. I don't know if this is simplifying it because it's the health issue, but this Redskins team, who wins more games under center for them next year, Dwayne Haskins or Cam Newton? I think the answer is probably Cam Newton. I mean, we don't know what Dwayne's ceiling is, but we've seen Cam's ceiling, and I don't think he'd get, he's going to return to 2015 MVP form, but he's just 30 years old, and if he's healthy, then he adds a totally new element to your offense and I know he throws balls in the dirt or throws balls 10 yards over the head of guys at times, but I think so does Dwayne. Cam Newton is the better player right now. Dwayne could be the better player in the future, but if Ron wants to start off this rebuild on a better foot, then maybe he wants to go with Cam. Cam is the better player right now, but let's not forget that he couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards downfield last year. I mean, yeah, and, and that's let's... the injury that he had that ended his season was his foot, not his shoulder, which, you know, I don't know if that thing is shot. Obviously, we don't know what it is, but he couldn't throw the ball last year, and you can't run an NFL offense, as we've seen in Washington over the years, between zero between the line of scrimmage and 10 yards out. Teams are able to just, you know, box that, box that in and, and stop you. Yeah, I mean, the difference with what Washington has done is it's been quarterbacks reluctant to throw the ball, not necessarily right. that can't. And I would point to Tom Brady. I mean, in 2019, Brady played – 
kind of lived at the line of scrimmage too, or, or, or just downfield. Um, let's be crystal clear about something. Cam Newton is absolutely the better football player. And I'm not even sure that Dwayne's ceiling touches what Cam has done in the league. I, we'll have to wait and see and, and see where Dwayne goes. But there's Cam was the number one overall pick. Cam won a title. Cam got the Panthers to a Super Bowl. He's won an MVP. Let's not let's not compare Dwayne and Cam. Certainly yeah. yet, and maybe ever. Like, yeah. I think I think that's important. I think people are like kind of misremembering Cam, and I don't know that that's a wise move either. You know. Well, I think it's a it's difference between comparing their bodies of work as players, but you're comparing Cam now, post-injuries, and Dwayne as his career is just getting started. So while maybe Cam, well, maybe Cam at his best is going to be better than Dwayne ever was, Cam's not at his best anymore. He's, he's yeah. on the downslope, however you want to look at it. And Dwayne, we don't know what, you know, you don't know what there is yet. So sure, maybe the bodies of work will never compare, but – we're not, I, don't, I don't really care what Cam did five years ago. I care what Cam's going to do if he's a Redskins quarterback. I care what Cam's going to do next year. And I don't know that that's – I'm not 100% sold that that's better than what you're going to see out of Dwayne next year. Yeah, I guess it's kind of more what you prefer. I mean, and it's a really ridiculous comparison to make because Dwayne's played six games, but at least just kind of the type of player he looks like he could become, he might be more of a pure passer, but Cam might just be able to do more – for an offense, so I, it's a but dude, kind of what, I feel like we're all choosing to just remember the last six quarters of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, there were some bad games sloppy. in there. Sure, yeah. there were some bad games in there. Now he's a rookie, and I think plenty of people expect him to be okay. But like, circling back to what we said earlier, that some of the Cam defend defenders out there are just crazy. I'm sure you're doing this too, JP. I heard you flittered, clattering, typing away over there. But Cam's completion percentages, he has a lot of sub-50 sure. years. Even his best year, and he was sub-60. Sorry, not sub-50. He was sub-60 most of his career. Yeah. So I mean, it's, almost, it's all like 59, 60 yeah. right there. Yeah, I, it looks I, like you what, Our boy Ethan Story, I just got an update on, like, analytics for the day. Ethan's story about Cam Newton went bananas yesterday, huh? Yeah. The one about his quote. Oh, yeah, and that's something to bring up. Ron Rivera said at his charity event or when he was kind of saying goodbye to Carolina that, you know, regardless of where Cam goes, I would never bet against a healthy Cam Newton. But the key there is healthy Cam Newton. Pete, i tell you what. I feel like me, you, and Ethan just from a, a text thread, we're doing all right here, pal. Yeah, it's weird how when you just kind of simplify it and streamline things, how it works, and you just involve the people who need to know. I thought the bosses at the office were using the Microsoft planner. Hey, we're not bosses, buddy. We're, we're <laughs> not bosses. Um, all right, a couple of things I haven't done that were high on my list. I want to thank the good folks, Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We arrive at them, want you to do the same thing. Go check out Oarsman Chantilly Kia. They got every Kia you can imagine, the Stinger, the Telluride, new, used, leased, all of it. Also, our boy at Oarsman Fairfax Toyota, Garv, was texting me tonight, and he has some wild theories about what the skins should be doing, including maybe trade for Todd Gurley and have the Rams send a second to, to, di to dump the salary. And I was like, oh. yeah, it's an interesting idea, man. I think we uh, talked about David that on the Johnson. last podcast. Yeah. What's that? We talked about that in the last podcast. I don't think it's going to happen. Also, we're doing this thing tomorrow night, Thursday Night Football. I'm going to post about it probably Thursday. But uh, we're all going to hang out. We're all going to watch the Redskins 91 Super Bowl, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, 
look for that information. If we can figure out a way to share a Zoom screen, we will. I don't know that that exists, but we're going to try to do it the best we can to include everybody. But we want your questions and comments, and we're going to have a shared experience because we're all stuck at home. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Fairfax Toyota. Let's ride together. So we're going to run through some stuff quickly. There is a scenario where I think you can get Cam, but this would take some time. I also don't think this is going to happen, but I'm going to lay it out anyway. For whatever reason, the Redskins are reluctant to cut Alex Smith, and they're taking the $21 million cap hit this year. Um, maybe they think he's going to come back and play. I, I don't know. I, I know that he has grown very close with, with key members of the organization, um, and I think they just want to believe in him because Alex is a good dude and he's working very hard in his rehab. If this thing gets to June and Cam's not signed yet, you could release Alex Smith at that point with a post-June 1 designation. And that would take half of his salary cap hit off the books in 2020 and move it to 2021. So it becomes much more manageable at that point. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's something interesting to watch. One of the things that Bruce always did, and and I'm not sure this will still be the case, is if any free agent was to – pop up later on in the summer could be a device the Redskins have to clear some cap space if they need it. I, I don't think they're going to do it. I, perfectly frank, I don't think they're going to do it. Next year, if Alex come back some pl- comes back and plays, then hey, of course, you've got your reason why they didn't do it. But if we get to next year and Alex still isn't playing, and then there's no guaranteed money on the deal, and they're still keeping him on the roster, would just be unthinkable. But that's a horse of a different color. Uh, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. I don't think it's going to amount too much because I don't think they're going to release Alex. I want to run quickly through the Trent stuff. There was the Joe Thomas report that maybe Trent could land in L.A. if Brady went to L.A. and they all play with the Chargers. Brady landed in Tampa. So <laughs> could Trent go get – could Tampa go get Trent? Maybe, but doesn't seem overly uh, – positive there and so I'm circling all the way back to the big man we talked about Cam and maybe Jameis running out of options is Trent running out of options that's on the last podcast I brought it up a little bit saying that at the end at the end of the the at the end of this there might not be an option for him so he might have to take if the Redskins you know he might have to take the Redskins giving him some guaranteed money this year and have him come back and play here 
I, we brought it up earlier, but I think one of the things that he's struggling with is it's hard to trade for a player who has had a, you know, whatever surgery he had on his head, and you're not able to bring him into your building to look at to see how ready he is. So you're not only do you have to give up draft capital to get that guy, you also have to hope that he's healthy enough to play. I think that, that those two, I think those factors are this weird NFL offseason that we have right now is factoring into Trent's inability to get a deal done. It's a good point. It's funny, too, because there's a very obvious and a little bit weird he said, she said going on that there is some reporting that – or he said – or they said they said because I'm not actually attributing – some of it is the draft compensation the Redskins want in a trade is too much, and some of it is that there aren't teams willing to spend the money that Trent wants to get a deal done. And it's one of those scenarios where I could see – both things being true and kind of neither thing being true. Like it's, it's, do you ever play that? What was the James Bond video game? 007? Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Thank you. So I was awful at that game. Awful, awful, awful. And I would always find myself running into a wall and like, I'd have nothing but like a single pistol in my hand. And just like, I feel like that's what's happening with this trade is that they're just like boxed into a corner. Neither of them can turn around and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> There's also the if at least Pete laughed. Mitch just moved right along to his next yeah. medical theory about coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't the best analogy. Let's the Uber analogy of the night was better. I think he kind of nailed it. He backed into a corner, and it also shed light on JP sucking at something, which is always funny. <laughs> <laughs> if Trent plays for the Redskins this year and then leaves, you're going to get a third round compensatory pick for him when he leaves next season. Eh, so maybe, likely, but like likely, they could find likely somebody will. else. Yeah, most likely will. So you don't trade. So I don't know that get a one third round pick gets it done this year. Hey, yeah. I'll just be interested to see if Ron at some point says, you know, what, just clean my hands. I'll take a third. Or if he says, screw it. I, maybe we're getting that comp comp pick, Trent. You're sticking around. I wonder how badly Ron wants to end this or not. I mean, that was the Bruce model of Kirk that we all buried Bruce for. So yeah. keep in mind. But he's um, going to Quinn Dunbar. Well, yeah but, yeah, but Dunbar, they're getting so much value on the contract. That's right. Different. Like, right. You see, like, he, uh, see what he did on Instagram today? Uh-uh. He deleted all his Redskins pictures. Okay. Um, he did that bit. <laughs> good to know. That's uh, a bit. I think Dunbar plays this year for the Skins and gets very rich next year in free agency. I agree um, completely. I don't know that. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Orsman Chevy Buick GMC. Let's ride together. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. 
See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Toyota. Let's ride together. All right, boys, um, let's go quick here. I want to run through some grades for the following free agents. Uh, I think we all agree that Kendall Fuller signing is the biggest and the most important, and he's probably the best player they're bringing in. I think the money kind of proves that, frankly. But I'm going to start here. Let's grade the Kendall Fuller signing. Pete Haley, you start. Regular grades, not a 25-alarm scale, just A's and B's and C's and getting degrees. B-plus for Kendall. I like that his best football should happen on this contract over the course of it. I like that he's coming back to a franchise where he had his most success, an era he knows. And I like that he gives them options and can make that secondary better in a lot of ways. It's a good, good signing. Not a one necessarily want to lead your free agent list with. I'm sure it'd be nice if someone above Kendall Fuller was there, but as your top guy, I'm just going to give it a B plus. I'm going to go a minus. I think that, I think it's a really nice signing. I think he brings a lot to the table in terms of his flexibility and playing across, um, across a lot of different positions in the secondary. I think he's going to help them out a lot. I think that you're going to see him play in that free safety spot, see him play corner, see him do a bunch of different things. So I think that, that's a nice piece. And then the biggest thing in a, for a team that needs a lot of goodwill amongst its fan base, you're bringing back a dude that, that the fans like, that he liked being here. He liked the fans. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's a really, really nice signing across the board and, and a good move. I mean, he's from here. He should like it here. I'm a B. I think it's really good. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's a good signing. I, I think Kendall can play. I think he's going to put the work in. You know that. I think he gives you some versatility, but like, if you go into 2020 with Kendall Fuller and Quentin Dunbar, you're starting corners. I, I think there's a lot of upside there, and those guys can be really good. But, like, there's some questions, too, and, and Kendall's missed some time in the last two years, and I just can't go A and, and maybe B+. plus. But it's a good signing, certainly. I, I think it's a B. A B is good. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a ton of money. He's getting 10 a year. And we've even seen, I'm guessing, standard two years guaranteed, and the other two are funny money. Yeah, I don't think we've seen another number yet. We saw four for 40, but we never saw guarantees, right? Right, right. Correct. Up next on our – so we had A minus, B plus, and B? Yes. Yep. What does that average out to? A B plus? B plus. Correct. You're nailing it. I think that's pretty fair. Pete, you want to do Sean Davis, the safety, or Thomas Davis, the linebacker? You can pick. I'm going to do Sean Davis. Uh, I'm going to give the Sean Davis signing a B minus – uh, the shoulder injury last year concerns me. One of my goals for them, this free agency was to sign guys who are proven to be healthy. He spent basically all of last season on IR before that, a two year starter for the Steelers, um, more athletic, faster could pair well with Landon Collins, but he hasn't exactly been a really proven guy in the NFL so far. So it feels like maybe another one of these David Brutons almost where we sign him for a year and then 12 months from now, maybe he moves on and you're like, well, let's try and find another safety. So be minus with some David optimism. Bruton, that's a tough cop, man. I'm yeah, just saying. that's pretty low. <laughs> B minus with some optimism is how I would characterize where I'm at. I give him a B. I think it's, I think like you said, David Bruton's a real tough comp. David Bruton was a, a D signing. I yeah. think I'm just, a tough comp. It's just a, a random safety who we were all kind of excited about and thought he he could grow here and he didn't and he just that's who jumped out uh, you you could take 10 more safeties but 
Bruton had been in the league. This dude's coming off a rookie deal. He was a second-round pick. He played his first three years. I, I just think that's a bad comp, but whatever. Um, who's the guy they signed from Tampa? Goldson? Yes. Yeah. How about a Goldson comp? I guess he was kind of a vet, though, too. He was, and, yeah, he was going down the end of his career. So you, what was your, B minus for Peter. Go ahead, Mitchell. Yeah. I think all of these things that we talked about, that's, this is why I give him a B, because it's a big-time position of need. I, Troy Apke obviously hasn't panned out as they hoped. Monte Nicholson, we know about – we know who Monte Nicholson – he is who we think he is. You have to bring in somebody who can compete and who can, who can play, and this is a dude that, that's done it in the NFL. I mean, he's coming off a rookie deal, so he has a couple of years' experience, and, and he's played pretty well in spots. Obviously, the injury, you know, is concerning, but shoulder injuries aren't generally injuries that are lingering year to year, so you hope it was, you know, a bad injury and that he's able to come back and return to form. So where are you at, Mitch? B. B as in boy. How low does the Tischler scale go? Oh, okay. uh, C plus is the highest. Yeah, it's the worst. C plus is as low as it gets. Mitch is like an elementary school teacher. Hey, you tried hard. Here's a C plus. You know who doesn't get a very high grade? The old lineman, Wes Schweitzer. Oh, all right. Well, maybe we'll do that. Uh, I think I think B B minus is fair. It's obviously not a big name. He's coming off an injury. I just I liked him coming out of school. I remember. Were we doing the I am the prospect stuff at Maryland yep. when he had his pro day and everything? I yep. mean, just the hype. Did we get to meet him? I feel like I met him. I wasn't school. there that day, but he was. He was. Okay. Um, I just – I don't know. I feel like it's a good dice roll. I like this one. So, I'm not going to be overly bullish. B minus is fine. Um, Do you think he can be starter next to Collins? you think that's what he was brought in for? Yes. Okay. Yes. Five mil for a year. Yeah. And this is a opportunity for him to show he can still play, show he's healthy, and get a big payday. Yeah. I uh, dude, I mean, Apke and Monte, if I was Monte going into – I believe Monte's going into his fourth year, right? Correct, yeah, yeah. final year yeah. of the rookie deal. So his rookie contract is about to jump in what he's going to cost the organization – I mean, he goes from his cap number being eight hundred grand to two point three mil. His all of a sudden, this team's going to have to pay him two million dollars this year. Ron Rivera is not invested in the Monte Nicholson experience, and I don't know. It's not a fun experience to be a part of. Right. So, I mean, there's undisciplined play on the field. There's off-field baggage. I I think Sean Davis is definitely being brought in to be a starter or to compete. It's all about competition. So is that a consensus B minus here? Yeah. You gave did you give him a B minus also? Yeah, I'll settle in at B minus. But like in eighty three, like in my world that shouldn't even be a B minus, but I think yeah. it is. Oh, I mean I'm at an eighty four. Like it's not a eighty five or eighty six. Pete's like an eighty one, I think. Pete's dropping yeah. a punk. Yeah, Pete's I'm talking an about David Bruton. <laughs> he should get Bruton a couple just- extra points as a terp. Bruton just represented all of the safeties who've come in here of various ilks and experiences and then left after a year. He just represents that to me. All right. Uh, we're going to move on. Thomas yeah. Davis, linebacker. Peter, you, you go. F- okay. Um, I'll go first. A, A, A. This is not just about what he can do on the field, which is plenty. I, I know that everybody wants to tell me he's going to be 37. I'm aware of that. I'm 38. Um, he had more tackles last year for the Los Angeles Superchargers than any Redskins linebacker. He, this guy can make plays. He's going to know 
everywhere he's supposed to be on Ron Rivera's defense. Um, I can't imagine this is a boatload of money. I, my, I, I believe we've already been told it's a one-year deal. He will be the sheriff in the locker room instilling Ron Rivera's culture. This is an A. And, like, you can get an A without it being Amari Cooper. Like, I, I'm not necessarily grading the entire free agency class in A, but this, the move to get Thomas Davis, A. Mitch? In fact, it might be my favorite signing of this group. I, I think Fuller will have more of an impact, but I, I think for what Ron Rivera is trying to do right away, I, I think this one might be more important. Yeah, I, I'm a little lower than that. I'm a, probably an A-. minus. I think he's going to bring a lot of physicality to this defense that they're – that they don't really have. Um, but the biggest thing, like you said, is the sheriff in the locker room. You want somebody in, in Ron's first year to come in and work on changing the culture and all that, and, and you want a guy who knows exactly what Ron is looking for. This is, this is that guy. He's going to be step in and lead that defense. And, and there are a lot of young guys on that defense. That, you know, you got basically Landon Collins and, and him are the only two vets that are, that are really there. I guess Kerrigan, too. But um, I think that I think that that his his physicality and and what he's going to bring um, off the field are the two biggest things. I give him an A minus. I'm going to check in at a B plus. I love all the off field stuff, but I'm just a little skeptical of how much he can really help on the field. I think he's by far, obviously, the most established linebacker they have. I think he's probably bumps out a guy like Josh Harvey Clemens, maybe Sean Dion Hamilton. And I'm not going to be one of those guys reminding JP that he's about to turn 37, but it's there are not very many 37-year-old linebackers. I know he's been through a ton of injuries. Him and Ron have great chemistry. I think it's going to be awesome to watch them on the field and training camp and at practice every day. But I'm going to be the lowest of the three on Thomas Davis with a B plus. That, that makes me wonder if we're not all way too high on Thomas Davis. This is a about to be 37-year-old linebacker. So the grade is an A minus. I think we even uh, to an A minus, yeah. Just I'm a little worried about the overall speed of the linebackers in general. I would have liked to see more of a athletic, younger, spryer addition. Well, I, I wrote a story, and, and we can go quick now. I keep saying that, and we keep taking forever. But uh, the Reuben Foster, I've gotten a million tweets about Reuben Foster, so I just wrote a story about it to try to answer it. Um, mm-hmm. Between his injury situation, which is severe, and the fact that he was a Bruce Allen guy and Bruce Allen is gone. I'm not sure what Ruben Foster's future is. I don't know that he'll be playing football. Um, but what I do know is the deadline for the Redskins to pick up his fifth-year option comes in May. I don't see any possible way the Redskins could pick up that option. And then all of a sudden you're on the, the Josh Doxson roller coaster from 2019 once a player doesn't have the option picked up, the front office and the coaches don't protect that guy anymore. I'm sorry I'm getting so many text messages. That's the alert. I got. A, there's a lot of things going on. But Doxon was cut coming out of training camp because there was increased competition and nobody was protecting him. I, I, I just – I don't know that Ruben Foster is going to play. He had nerve damage. He couldn't feel his foot. He's just regained feeling in his foot. Um, so I think people got to stop asking about that. But, since Ron Rivera took over, they've signed four linebackers. They've signed the kid Jared Norris, who was out of football that played for the Panthers, who's probably a special teamer. They signed Thomas Davis. Um, who's our other guy? Kevin Pierre Lewis. Correct. KPL. Uh, KPL. All right. And uh, and they re-signed John Bostic. So that to me tells me lots about the Ruben Foster situation. Um, Skins also signed JD McKissick. I think it's uh, he's 
there to compete, and we'll see what happens with Bryce Love and Darius Geis. Um, I don't think J.D. McKissick is a game changer for the organization, but he's a good uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. He's Nate Chris is, right, it's but Chris Thompson really like. good. Chris People Thompson love like. throwing that around and forget that Chris Thompson, when he's healthy, is really good. And yeah, one Chris of the Thompson's better, but that's the role. Yeah. Um, well, we don't know if that's the role, dude. This is a different offense. Like True. Christian McCaffrey was on the field every damn play. So you know, 142 catches last year. Right, McCaffrey. but like. If they're trying to find a McCaffrey role, this isn't necessarily a Chris Thompson role. Right, right, right. You got to, you know, just try to zoom out from what we're expecting from what we've seen for so long. Um, Nate Orchard is back. I, I think Nate Orchard crying on post game with me after having the sack to win the game in Carolina after being out of football is one of the coolest moments I'll ever experience in my career. So I'm happy for him. Happy he's back. Looks like Desmond Trufant signed with the Lions. So he ain't coming to D.C., I would guess that Eric Reed is not coming to D.C. now that Sean Davis is here. That's uh, a guess, though. Is there anything else, Pete? We need to grade Schweitzer. I want to hear Mitch's Schweitzer take. Mitch gets to start. Oh, I just – so Schweitzer um, in Atlanta, basically every year that he was there, they tried to bring in a starter to play in front of him. And every year that starter got hurt, and that's why Schweitzer has as many starts as he did in the past three seasons. I thought he got. I thought he earned the starting spot his second year only. His to kind second of year, and then got replaced midway through. Right, and then third and fourth years, they brought in they brought in people to start in front of him. Those people got hurt, and he came in. He's a nice to me. He's a, he'll be a nice backup swing guard type dude. To me, I, I don't like four million is not a lot of money in the NFL these days. But I don't know that you need to pay a guy like that four million. I think that there's you can get that production out of out of for less money. So I give it a, a C. I'm gonna give, give it a hard a, grade. If you hate yeah. it, you hate it. I think a C is kind of hard grade, no? no. C for Mitch on an O lineman is like an F minus. That's pretty. That's cool. true. That's a good point. That's a um, good. Point. Yeah, I think. Fine, I'll go down to a C minus, boys. As long as he's in the Tony Bergstrom role, which it looks like he will be, he's going to be the backup guard on each side. Then. This is a fine move. I like that he's played so much. I just hope he necessarily doesn't play too much with the Redskins, but it's good experience to have in a pinch, and this team has been in plenty of pinches, so I'm going to give it a B. I'm, I like this signing, and he likes to spike footballs. I wrote a whole story about it on the website. Is that what you were I, – I saw you yeah. wrote something stupid. How much yes, How much it. money would you pay Tony Bergstrom this year to, to play that role? Well, I get what you're saying, but I think this guy is a little better because he's played more and is younger than Tony Bergstrom. But you're right. They had Flowers start at left guard for $4 million last year, so having a backup making that much is a little off. But Ron Ron knows him. He's from the division, so maybe he likes We have no idea if this guy's a backup. I, I would say that to start. I uh, sure. Yeah. This time last year, we thought the Flowers signing was awful, or most people did. Maybe Mitch didn't. But, um, and also – You've been saying Ron pick. has no ties to Dwayne. He also has, definitely has no ties to West Martin. So good point, JP. Anything else to grade? Uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, special teamer, outside, backup yeah. guy. Nice, fine, C. Yeah, I think that's fine. Do we grade JP's golden eye skills? Is that like a F? F minus. F minus where you're – it's that's that low? I'm better at math than I was what's at your JP, oh, what's boy. your best? what's your best video game? Dude, I mean, you guys know me well enough. I have no time or patience. So I, like, I, like, this can also so, include like arcade games or something. Didn't you go to the arcade back in College Park and play on the pinball machine or something? How oh, old do you old think I am? He is. <laughs> and no, then you go to the college, diner after for a milkshake? 
It, no, dude. You know what JP uh, was really good at? Photo hunt. I was pretty good at photo hunt. I'm pretty good at buck hunter, like at, at, at bars. There you um, go. Yeah. Assuming they still have that. Best video game was I liked the college football game, uh, NCAA college football, whatever that was called. That was always yeah. probably my favorite game. Um, and then, like, you know, the last, like, system I had a PlayStation 2 was the last system yeah. I had. And I just – Madden got too hard, and I think they stopped making college football maybe. Yeah. And I just haven't played – I mean, Pete, the last time I played video games with you in the office, and we our Madden game ended in a tie. And <laughs> I was like a si- seven seven tie. Right. Like no, I was like six a, six because we missed the extra points, I think. Right. Like I think I was okay, but like yeah. yeah, my video game days are have been over for some time. And how about you, Mitch? I was never so growing up, my parents never let us get a video game system, so I never really played it till I got to college. Um but uh I like NCAA football and then as far as like a bar game, Golden Tee. I love gold I'm pretty good yeah, at Golden I was ask about that. I like uh I had Sega Genesis. That was probably my favorite. NHL hockey. NHL ninety three. Yeah. Make his head bleed. And then uh <laughs> Mortal Kombat was big. Um Mortal Kombat was very big. And I think there was an Aladdin video game I played for a little while that I enjoyed, maybe in like <laughs> middle school. Um what about you, Pedro? You're probably still playing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm – actually, as soon as this podcast wraps up, I'm going to go to my friend's house and play a bunch of video games. So I like them all. Doesn't sound like fun. social distancing, Peter. I know, but it's a gathering of less than 10, and we'll sit on the opposite end of the couch. It's fine. We'll be okay. Thursday Night Football is coming. We got to go. I want to thank good folks, Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. want you to do the same thing. Make sure you're checking our website. We are putting up so much damn content. It is unbelievable. Um, Pete's grinding out stories. Ethan's grinding out stories. I'm writing stories. We're all over the place. Peter. Uh, how about just to close the Cam Newton discussion, let's take out the chips. What are the? How many chips are you putting on Cam Newton as a Redskins quarterback in 2020? I'm Not going, a lot. Yeah, I'm going 20 20- – 20% he's, he's on the team, 80 chips, he's somewhere else. I'm going to do – I'm going to go somewhat high. 35 chips on Cam being a Redskin. I just think the relationship with Ron is too much to ignore and his market might be pretty rough. And I could see him coming here as a free agent and being the guy next year. I really do. Yeah, I think I'll split the difference and go – I mean, one in four is a pretty good chance, right? Like, yeah. I think 25%. Uh, I'm not ruling it out. I think it has a much better chance than Tua at two. And I've been talking talking about that for months. If, I think this medical thing screws Tua. Today, hold on. If you were starting a team today, today, who would you want? Dwayne Haskins, Tua, or Cam? Ooh, today. Tua. Yeah, I think I'd go Tua as well. They all have their risks, but I like Tua's upside the most. I think i go Tua also, yeah. which brings me all the way back to Tua too. I don't know. We got to go because we'll, this is just a circle. It's going to go nowhere. Everybody stay safe. Uh, Listen to what the experts are saying. You know, bunker down as much as you can. I know you're going crazy. I'm going crazy. Anybody with kids at home, God bless you. I know everybody's got their own personal hills to climb, but these little ones not going to school is brutal, man. Anything you guys need to say? I wanted to say um, our guy, Boy Genius, on Twitter, looks like he had a baby. Congratulations to you, bud. That was a nice picture. And he's wearing our shirt, too. Raising him right, wearing our shirt. All right, we got to go. Information about the watch party for Thursday Night Football will be out tomorrow. Uh, Plenty more content, NBCSportsWashington.com. Thank you very much for listening. You made it this far. I owe you a beer.
Yeah, because like JP always mentions, Tuamania hasn't kicked in yet. Phony Tuamania. What was that supposed to be? Phony Beatlemania. That was my... British accent? Yeah. Do you at least know the song? Pete has no idea. Let's hear your British accent. Is it actually a Beatles song? No. It's a Clash song. Okay. Sorry. Don't know much Clash. I don't. You're both dumb. (laughs) Um, JP's the... I keep forgetting. You're not the oldest one. Or he is the oldest one on the pod. Yeah. Mitch just looks older. Those are references we don't get. Me and Mitch are the youngins. Youngins. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees? Check. Loaner cars and free car washes? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Kia of Alexandria. Let's ride together. <laughs> 